to the Average Joe Theology Show. My name is Levi Sanders. My name is Hunter Harrison. And my name is Jay Schaefer. Welcome back. Let's go. Um, so yeah, today we're doing a topical episode. <laughs> Chase, oh my gosh. introduce the topic my to the people. What's your idea? So. To the people. You think you'd come prepared. You no, are the no. bonus episode guy. This is not my idea. It's I get pushed. You're the one. It's, it's your idea. It's your idea. You, you just you told listen, us Listen, if I go in the group chat, look, look. This is if the I bonus, pull up the group dudes. chat, <laughs> if I pull Here, up the I'll group up chat, too, this is what it says. Why is context important when reading scripture? That's okay. the bonus, okay. my dudes. Okay. I will <laughs> from I will say, Chase Schaefer. Why is yep. context important when reading scripture? <laughs> and we are going to give some tips we got and seat. stuff on how to get some context out of yes. making sure that you read your Bible correctly. So why is context important when reading, studying scripture? And how to find the context. That's what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. But before we get into it, Hunter, how you been, brother? Oh, man. We've been sitting here for a couple minutes, and me and Chase been talking about stuff, and you just yeah. been over there like, yeah. yeah nobody's asked yeah. me anything. Uh-huh. Nobody asked me how I was doing How you now. doing, Hunter? I've been so, okay. I've been good. <laughs> how you doing? Yeah, I've been exactly. Good, dude. Just chilling, hanging out, going to the gym. Got a job interview tomorrow. Ooh. So, with who? Helen Ross oh, yeah. McNabb Center. You know what that is? I have no idea. It's a mental health clinic. There's one. In, there's one like all over creation, but the one I'm interviewing for is in Severable. So. What, what would your position be? Uh, health link care coordinator. It's a pretty long like list of responsibilities, but basically you're like the go between between patients and Helen Ross and whatever other doctor's appointments and so on they have, and you check in on them and make sure they're doing okay and keeping up with all their stuff. Yeah, like with that long of a title. They better be paying you a lot. That sounds like a ton, it's, man. It's a decent amount. Yeah, so good ball. We'll good. We'll, we'll, our boy, we'll our boy is growing up. It's so cute. He's getting him a big boy job. I already it. had a big boy job. <laughs> <laughs> but oh I have gosh. big boy health problems. <laughs> 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 Changes the way you got to do business. You need to lay off that coffee. Nah, dude. I'm excited for you. Heck yeah, dude. That'll be good. Hopefully your interview goes well. Yeah, what man. about you, Chase? What you been into? Working work. like a doll. Yeah, I, dang, I was going to try to do the 100 work. But, like, <laughs> man, uh, what have I been up to? Uh, driving everywhere, it seems like, every single weekend. Um, yeah, really, when are you going to stay in town for a weekend? We're trying real. to hang no, out with you. No. And you're like, hey, oh, no, nope, I'm going to be gone. <laughs> hey, you're going to be, oh, no, nope, sorry, I'm going to be gone. Dude, I've oh, not nope, been sorry, here. I'm going to be here, but I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I've not been here on a weekend in, I think it's six weeks now. Which sucks. I mean, it's been terrible. Like, I've not been able to... Like, I go to Savannah's church over in Murfreesboro. Yeah, that's terrible. You go hang out with your girlfriend. That sounds horrible. (laughs) I'm glad I'm not living your life. (laughs) Okay, okay, $100. $100 on gas. If you're driving all the way to Murfreesboro. Weekend, man. It's pretty brutal. It's the worst, but I mean... That's that's why you you don't buy a truck. If you're going to drive five hours... One way, that's a f- okay. twice a weekend. That's a it, fair If you would have asked me whenever I was buying the truck, hey, do you think that you're going to have true. That's a girl true. three that's and a half hours away? That's fair. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's a good point. So, yeah, I mean, I love my truck. I'm never going to get rid of that thing. Oh, I'll just no, buy dude, a your motorcycle. Your truck is awesome. I'll just buy a motorcycle. Your truck is I mean, awesome. Yeah, and it's like, um, but yeah, I, I mean. you had a motorcycle. I, did, I had to sell it. Dude, there's no oh, way okay. that thing can make it on the interstate. I went on the interstate one time with it. And, and our truck's fall like, apart. <laughs> Dude, that's how I feel like in my actual truck. 
Really? I go on the interstate well, yeah. and I literally think that they seen it fall apart. <laughs> it's like vibrating and <laughs> and it's like maxed out 3500 RPM. <laughs> and I'm in 5th gear and you're only going like 45 miles yeah. an hour. <laughs> well, this is a 250, so super small. And it could if you're going down a hill, you could hit 74. And it's in kilometers, so I don't even actually know how fast it was going. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it was a Korean bike that I got for so, so cheap. And it was so nice, though. It was such a nice bike. It was, like, basically brand new. And then it's like it was just a huge The mess. cops told you, ever, sir, do you know how fast you're going? No, my bike's in kilometers. <laughs> if you can do that math, sir. 123, sir. That's about how much I think I was going. I know how fast I was going in Europe. <laughs> But I, but yeah, I've been working uh, there and um, trying to just keep everything together. I feel like just there's been so much, man. It's like yep. I come home and I'm like I got about eighty things I could probably do right now, and but I have to do this one thing. And we had the stupid PT test coming up here soon. You do? I don't. I don't have to do it till next April for the military and uh, military. Yeah, so that'll be absolutely amazing. So I got to. Been having to run, and uh, yeah. So by the time this episode probably comes out, maybe in a month and a half, maybe. <laughs> no, <laughs> it'll come out next week. I know. I'm just messing with maybe you. Maybe we'll see. I'm just trying to make money. Or three, you know, two, see. three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Two maybe weeks. three weeks. Mm, we'll see. So two we're weeks. three weeks ahead now, as of now, on the. But we also have not posted an episode in like three weeks. So. Right. So we're no. behind. <laughs> Dearly. Kinda. Let's just put out three episodes, just one Friday. But when this one comes out, we'll have posted the past couple of weeks. So yeah, all right, cool. What about you, Levi? What you been up to? Uh, just work, family, church. Heck yeah, that's it. Studying. I preach on Sunday. So I've been sermon prepping on what? Are Acts you? chapter ten. Acts ten. Peter preaches the gospel to the Gentiles for the first time what? in Cornelius's house. So I'm continuing that, and that's pretty much it. Just working at the airbase. Went to Spain last week, so I guess that's really not it. Really, you, you know. just been, went to Maine last went week. Went to Maine, then went to Spain. <laughs> For Before that, I was at the beach. A couple hours. So it's been a good couple weeks. Yeah. Got paid a lot of Glad money. to be back to the normal <laughs> grind, though. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. When I, mean, I get off schedule and like stuff starts getting weird, then I'm like, what's going on? Well, that's mm-hmm. what's messing me up, because I, I had to teach the youth last week, so I had to write that. And then... Luckily, though, I was so, like, not overwhelmed, but I was just crazy busy. And then you're like, hey, man, I'm going to Spain. Can't do the podcast. And I was like, oh, well, good, because I don't have to write for it. So that's (laughs) great. So um, didn't have to write for this, too. So I got to write for next Wednesday. I'm teaching as well. So it's been like, man, it's just been. What did you teach on? Me, I taught on Psalms 18. Last week? Well, half of it. I, I taught over half. It's like 50 yeah. verses. So taught over half, doing the new half. It was awesome. I, You're doing I, the next half next week? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I've got about half of it written. I, cool, cool. I hit this writer's block last night, man. I was trying to write, and I'm like, I don't know what the heck's going on. So sat and was like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what the heck's going on. So I went and ran. Then I came back home there and actually go. got some written. So Better the old head. Yeah, it's man. a good way to do it, dude. It was great. It was wonderful. So, okay, well, you guys want to get into it? Heck yeah, sure, man. So, why is context important? It's so, not. first you of just all, read however you want. First of all, Chase, because you are diligent in your study and note taking. No, I haven't written. Don't do this, man. I've not written anything. For okay, this. No, okay, no, go no. ahead. Go ahead. What? What? 
Could you just Mr. briefly Topic describe Man. what context is? Oh dear, I'm not even ready for that context. I mean, like if I if I was to just say both of you, you know, like let's just talk. Yeah. If I was just to say what is context, right? Because we need yeah. to understand well to terms before we context is basically whenever you look at a passage of scripture, you want to make sure that everything that is going to be in that passage, you have the broad. So, over, overview from yeah. everything to completely understand that passage. Correctly. The overall picture for yeah. Yeah. either a passage of scripture or a certain book of the Bible or mm-hmm. however you want to break it down. You're looking at everything that would apply to that text. Yeah. So like whenever yeah. it, whenever you're reading, let's say Acts, like you said, you're teaching, you taught Acts 10, you know, whenever he's, uh, Peter was, or yeah, Peter yeah. was teaching to uh, the Gentiles for the first time. Why is that a big deal? Like, what's right. the, what's the point? Like, right. why, why is that so I crazy? I think right. it, just an easy way to to un- understand it, right, is imagine the passage of Scripture we're studying is like a house. Yeah. And we're looking at that house on Google Maps. It's full screen, right? But then we want to look at the, the paragraph it's in, so we're going to zoom out a little bit. We see the street. We see the yard. We see the house. Mm-hmm. We see what's around it. Then we want to think about the book that it's in. We want to zoom out a little bit more. Now we see the whole neighborhood. Now we see what's going on, right? Okay, let's talk about the culture of the times that the letter was written, what was going on in Jerusalem, what was going on in the Middle East, who wrote it, Paul, was he in prison, you know, all these different things. You zoom out a little bit more, and then boom, how does this fit into the whole story of redemptive history? Let's scroll out on the Google mm-hmm. Maps. We get the big picture. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so context is just helping us understand what, you know, yeah, what really. like you say, what we're, what we're studying. So why is that important to understand it? Well, just to throw out here on the beginning, um, I, I was just going to read paragraph nine of the first chapter, I believe, or maybe the, let me check. The, yeah, chapter one of the 1689 London Baptist Confession, the faith of the Holy Scriptures. Ch- paragraph nine says, the fallible rule of interpretation of Scripture is the Scripture itself. And therefore, when there's a question about the true and full sense of any scripture, which are not many but one, it must be searched by other places that speak more clearly. Mm-hmm. So context is important because scripture interprets scripture. Mm-hmm. Right. We and must understand the passage by looking elsewhere in scripture to help us to understand the passage. Right, and it's important to be aware of that context while you're reading it, so that way you're not reading yourself into the text. Exactly. Because while these texts can be and are beneficial to us, they're not about us. So we shouldn't be reading ourselves into it. We should be aware of, okay, this section of Scripture, this book of the Bible, whatever, was written to this group of people yes. for this purpose, and being aware of that so you can get... You don't sacrifice the truth of what the Scripture is trying to say. Yeah. Because when we start trying to apply it to ourselves, sometimes we can make it say whatever we want it to. Exactly. Correct. Correct. I mean, there's been many times in our podcast that... You know, we've done episodes where, where I'm sitting here and I'm just like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get some different passages to kind of go along with what we're, mm-hmm. what we're doing. And my biggest thing I always do is like, because I've, I've done that before where I think it was, man, what was the episode? I think it was, can women teach? There was that, ep- there was that episode where we had talked about, there was a passage of scripture or something. I don't know if it was in. Titus. Oh, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Was it Titus? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it Titus. Was. Where it, it talks Titus about too. training up young men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it and then it said something about women and how and I was like 
I was like, Hey, I think I'm, I'm reading this wrong. And I'm, and so basically at that time I was like, I don't think I have the full context. So mm-hmm. that's why I'd ask you guys. Yeah. So that's like just reading and interpreting scripture because I promise you, if I get Philippians four thirteen, you know, you could take that stuff for so, passages dude, oh like that. And okay. I could do all things, man. You know, and the that's reverse taken out of context. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's the biggest passage of scripture that is. Um, I mean, it has great meaning. It's it's an amazing passage whenever you read it in context. But the thing is, just I mean, that's the biggest passage. I feel like everybody knows is always taken out of context. Yeah. Well, I, mm-hmm. well two examples on my mind right now. One, we've been doing Bible school this week. Okay. And the first point. Bible point and scripture memory verse mm-hmm. of the first day of Bible school was Jesus' power. Okay. Now, I could go on a whole rant for hours about he Bible could. school. I've heard it but every day. I'm going to summarize this and be brief just to <clears throat> as it relates to, to context. Um, the Bible point was Jesus' power helps us do hard things. And then it was Philippians 4.13. And so then <laughs> the video was like, some things can be hard, like making new friends or doing all this stuff. And I'm like, none of this has to do with Philippians mm-hmm. 4.13. Mm. That's Paul talking about being content in what God has given him and what God is is calling him to do and suffer. Yes. That's it, It's in the midst of trials and sufferings that we can be content in what God has given us. It's, we can do anything that he has called us to do by relying on his faithfulness. So I know Not like I mean. you mm-hmm. can go hike Mount Everest. Or right. or run a marathon or save enough money to go to Disney World. That's not what we're talking about. Did you have the front row seat for whenever Levi got in front of the youth and just started just going off and preaching? Was did that happen or what? what, what um, did you do? It happened a little bit tonight because there's another verse <laughs> that that's one, been no, horribly that one was butchered. Even worse. Oh my god. Horribly butchered. What was it? I can't remember how they put it in okay, the video. I, I remember. I remember. Look, I listen remember. to this. It this it all of this, this ranting was, and raving is is just us trying to make the point note. of. Well, it is a side note, but it also applies to what we're talking about here and and why context matters and why being truthful to what the word says matters. Because yes. if you're not, it changes the meaning, and then it's it's false. And and I'll say, I understand why they did it. I mean, the Bible school people want to make everything on a very childlike you level. You want to make it palatable to very understandable five, six, seven-year-olds. To young yeah. kids. But sometimes I think they just take it too far. Yeah. Too, yes. too, too, too far. Okay, so like, listen to this. This was our memory verse tonight. First of all, I'm going to read the actual verse. Okay? This is Romans 8.11. It says... If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Okay? That's the actual verse. That's the actual verse. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Okay. Now, the actual actual memory verse was the same, the same, what was it? The same spirit. It just says the something like the this. spirit. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That's it. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts. No qualifications. No. Nope. No anything. And I was like, "What are we talking about?" And this was the Bible point. The Bible point was Jesus' power lets us live forever. <laughs> are you kidding me? No. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> now, okay, now first of they're all, they're trying to was, raise a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses. Was, first right. of all, there's so it many, there's so many issues that I take with that Bible point. First of all, letting us live forever is not something that just Jesus does. That's something that the Trinitarian God of Christianity does. So if you but just want to talk about power, the second dude. person of the Trinity, then you're wrong. It's Jesus' power. Well, okay, what is that? What even is Jesus' I know, right? power? I don't know. Besides, has grace. there been any mention of the Spirit at all? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Well, I mean, in the Bible passages, well, yes, yeah, but like, but not in like the videos and stuff. Right, it's all Jesus, which I, is like today. I was trying to figure out what totally salmon, wrong, what but. salmon fish had to do with eternal life. Okay, that's a side point. <laughs> we're I'm sorry too, if we just ran it on Bible BBS. Okay, <laughs> this 15 minute episode, but here's going to be Levi <laughs> ranting about Bible. Okay, school. but here the, I've the got another example. I've got another example that is key that I think is wonderful. This came to mind exactly as you mentioned this episode. Okay, so once more, I've been sermon prepping this coming Sunday. I'm preaching on Acts, continuing our church's series of Acts, and I'm preaching on Acts 10, starting in verse 34. Okay, so just forget you know anything about Acts chapter 10 and anything that's happened in the book of Acts thus far. And read this verse. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality. Okay, just take that verse for what it says. Take it for what it's worth. What do you, if you know, if you knew zero context, I mean, what are you taking from that verse? I mean, you know, he's, He's fair to everybody the exact same way. He's giving everybody the exact same thing. No partiality. Right. He shows no partiality. Yeah. Jesus just, lo- either he loves everybody the exact same or everybody gets punishment the exact same. Right. No everybody partiality. Everybody gets a chance. Same thing, man. Universalism. Yeah, exactly. Right. God shows no partiality. Either <laughs> yeah. ev- everybody's saved, everybody has a chance, everybody's loved. Right. Okay. But the reality is God does show partiality to his elect. Right. The context is important because what Peter is talking about is God shows no ethnic partiality. Right. Because this is the very first time the gospel ever went to the Gentiles. And out of the vision that he received on the top before he the top of that building before he went to Cornelius' house, then he realizes he was he he had some prejudice against the Gentile people. Right? That's what that's what he says there. He says, But now I realize that God shows no partiality ethnically. Yeah. He's not talking about God shows no partiality period across the board. Right. Um, which is Context a, a, a is very important, which there. is a long conversation. I mean, I hope if you're listening to this and you just heard me say, Oh, God is partial to his elect. Like that's true, but um, don't just, you know, there's a lot to be said there and scriptures to be poured into there. Um, but obviously the context is important because you could take that many different right. ways. Yeah. Um, like I say, that's just a, a passage I'm studying this week, which is why it came to my mind. But context is important because you're going to get the text wrong if you don't look at the context. And I feel like that's a big thing with today that um, I find I find problems with in today's church is the your truth, what's your truth, what do you see in this passage, what what, mm-hmm. what do you think it means, stuff like that. People, they don't care about context. Somebody reads that. So Peter opened his mouth and said, truly, I understand that God shows no partiality. You'll go to a Bible study, and they would be like, what does that mean to you? Right. And no context at all. Like, and it it's doesn't like, matter what it means to yeah. me. And the person walks away, and they're what like— What does it mean, period? Yeah, God's fair to all. Like, he gives the exact same opportunities, love, and basically now they have a 
view of, like you said, universalism. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is, is that we're seeing this context. That's why we wanted to talk about it was because we're seeing this today in so many churches of context is not important. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got a pastor of one of probably the most popular churches in America uh, saying that he is God almighty. I feel like that's where that's led to no context, allowing people I'm talking about Stephen Furtick. You know, yeah. one of the most popularized churches yeah, in America. Yeah, he just cherry picks yeah, whatever he, he wants. So he, is, he doesn't even really read the Bible. He just says whatever he well, wants. That's it's what I'm about saying. Him There's no context behind it. Nobody knows. But he, he basically steers it with his own, what he wants to say, that yeah. basically you can get to that point. You which get if so you, far to Which if say you that. follow that extent so far. Yeah. Of no context, just what you want to say, you end up where the Catholic Church was before the Reformation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we have the truth, we'll guide you in the truth, you just listen right. to us. Mm-hmm. Or you end up in postmodern, post Christian secular society that we live in today where there is no truth. Mm-hmm. Right. You just float around it's aimlessly. Your truth. Exactly. But that's why context is very, very important. And uh, so, how do you find it? How do you find it? Well, you start. Um, by reading the whole Bible, <laughs> correct? Yes, yes. that's that's, a, that's how you start. First step, cover to cover, For you sure. read the thing, yeah. right? Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying sit down and read it in one sitting. I will say, no. you know, this was I thought this was funny or or cool. Um, I, I've been reading R.C. Sproul's biography, and from the day he was saved, in like two weeks, he read the whole Bible. Like he just devoured it. Now, I know that is an extreme circumstance, okay? Like, I was a Christian for years and years and years and years before I read the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how you start. You read the whole thing, right? Because everything's going to add up. You read Leviticus, and you're like, man, Leviticus is somewhat confusing. And then, right you, go, and then you go read <laughs> and then you go read Hebrews, and you're like, okay, it makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the like scripture interprets scripture. Yeah. You read Deuteronomy, you read Exodus, and then you go read the the Gospels, and you're like, mm-hmm. whoa, okay, look at these. Look at what's going on here. Right? You see God's wonderful story of redemption. Builds on one So you're another. telling me I have to read the Old Testament? Yes. To be able to... Oh, yes, what? Andy Stanley, you have to read the Old Testament. <laughs> yes. That's the biggest thing I feel like as well that I don't see is like, man, people just... They're not teaching the Old Testament, dude. At if all. you don't, if At you don't all. get the Old Testament, you, you will not Hebrews. understand not only Hebrews, any of Paul's letters, any of them, any of them. No. You won't understand it. You you won't understand Revelation. At all. Well, well, well you're not going to understand it anyways. Cause that's what I was going to say. If you if you don't read the Old Testament, you'll read Revelation and end up as a pre mill dispute. <laughs> we're looking at you, John MacArthur. Oh no. <laughs> no. All right, we, all right we we're going to stop recording, cut that, and we're going to be right back. We love Johnny Mac. Oh, my we God. We do, Even though he is a Disney, that one and, makes, I don't, that one, and I, I don't, don't think I he's wrong. I cannot wrap my head around that one. <laughs> but I love John MacArthur. Um, I do as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I told you, you can't, you wouldn't understand the importance of um, the Gentiles being able to be saved. In Acts, yeah, you you wouldn't. Well, I mean, to... you got to think like when Paul writes all of his letters, mm-hmm. he is doing it preaching out of the Old Testament scriptures, mm-hmm. right? And where's everything that Jesus says? Old Testament. What, scriptures. what is it? What books is he studying? Old Testament scriptures. Exactly. He's not just pulling this stuff out of his butt. So you've got like that's why I made the Andy Stanley comment. Is he is like this very prominent Christian 
he's a pastor. He's a he's a Christian figure, and he has on record multiple times said that we need to unhitch ourselves from the Old Testament. So we just need to lose all of that context. You're and, unhitching yourself from context, right? Yeah, that's what he's right. Exactly. I mean, you can't even really get just how amazing Jesus is, like how, the sacrifice. Oh that, no, that definitely. Not, that he's not. You know, if you don't understand the Old Testament, and if just you don't understand Passover, continuous. Yeah, like the how how they every year. You will not appreciate I mean, Jesus if you don't read the Old Testament. The sacrifices, exactly. or at least because not that, in the same that's way. That's all it is. It's a giant type of Jesus. Mm-hmm. The all of the stuff in the in Genesis and Leviticus, or not in Genesis necessarily, but like Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, all that is types of Christ. Then you read the history books, right? Mm-hmm. You got First King, you got Judges, you got Joshua, you got First Kings, Second Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, all that, all the stuff about Israel, types of Jesus. They all point to Jesus with the line of David. Then you read the prophets; all of them point, point to, to Jesus. Jesus. It all points to Jesus. I mean, wasn't it? Whenever Jesus was on the road to Aramaeus, is that yep, what it is? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like he's he's literally walking with his disciples who uh, who didn't recognize him, mm-hmm. and then they're like, he's like pointing out to them, being like, "This is about Jesus yep. in the Old Testament. This is about Jesus. This is about Jesus. This is about me. All of this is," and like, and their minds were blown because yeah, exactly. They finally, they they like they put it together. They it clicked. Did. Yeah. I mean, Jesus had to do that for him, but yeah, it's just, it's really cool. So how do you find context? You have to read the scriptures. Yep. You have to figure out whenever Paul is bringing up scripture from the Old Testament, why is he bringing up that one? What What, what is he trying to get from that? Or also, I, I find this is just one that I do too. Before every uh, book in my Bible, so get yourself a study Bible, usually there's always like a huge an introduction. Thing yeah. That's like, this is the history. It might yeah. seem really long, but read it because it's important. important. Either that, either that or buy yourself a commentary on that book. And the first chapter will be the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives you the, you know, the historical context. of what was going on in the world at that time, which is important, which influences some of the books and why they were written. Um, it gives you the audience who it was written to why it was written to them, the the purpose of writing the book. Um, then you also get the literary style, which is important to know because that's how you're going yes, to know to read it. The genre is exactly. important. You're not um, going to read poetry the same way you're going to read history. Correct. Yeah. I know uh, we were talking about it before, James White. I mean, he's brought context out of Scripture because he knows the original language. That's important, too. You know what? What translation that you're using is important because mm. um, I'm not going to put down just definitively that one is just bad, but I'm going to say that trying to get like there are better translations yeah. than some for sure. The NASB yeah. solid translation that gets very very true to uh, whatever the language is. You know Hebrew Greek and and it looks at that. And you can get a better understanding of the scripture, what's trying to be said there. Yeah. So that's important. As far as translations, NASB and ESV are my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, there's other good ones, obviously. But um, yeah, studying only. studying the, the languages, get out of here. <laughs> studying the biblical <laughs> languages or um, getting a resource like Lagos, the mm-hmm. web app. Mm-hmm. 
that can help you to look at the original languages, no matter what translation you're reading, is very helpful. Um, and translation, specifically because earlier I read Romans 8, 11, a long verse that says, if the Spirit of God is in you, then the Spirit, will, that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead mm-hmm. will, will breathe life into your mortal bones. Um, or, you know, that was a paraphrase. But yeah. that other version that just said, <clears throat> the, sp- the same pa- same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in you is an actual translation of the Bible. Really? So, like, there are bad translations and there are good translations. Yeah. Um. I, I you know, the main two camps are word for word, thought for thought. I think the word for word ones are better. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Look yeah, context, read the whole Bible. Yeah, read God. the whole Bible. Um, front to back, and I'm not talking about do it once. Like, read the Bible daily. Be in it. That's mm-hmm. the first thing that's going to help you. Second thing is read the introductions. That helps you. Um, look at the genre, as Hunter said. That helps you. Um, I think another key would be well, something I love to do, and really I've really gotten the habit of recently, and something I've seen Hunter do um, a lot throughout his his time reading the Bible, is to look, right? You look, You look at your Bible. You're reading it. Uh, and then you realize there's the big le- the big numbers that are the chapters, the smaller numbers that are verses, and then there's like these itty bitty letters up above some of the words in italics, right? Like A, B, C, whatever down through there. Then you go to the bottom of the page or the middle, depending on where yours is at, and you have cross references. It sends you to another verse of the Bible or another book of the Bible that's talking about the same thing, or can or you know goes together or bounces ideas off each other. So you use resources like that to help you find the context also like if you um something i've done before is like if i want to read ephesians then i'm going to read the introduction like he's talked about or give me a commentary on ephesians and read the the beginning section of it mm-hmm. and then what i'm going to do is before i start diving in in and reading like one chapter a day or something like that and really thinking about it before i do that i'm going to sit down and read the whole book I'm going to sit down and read the whole Ephesians. So that way I get Paul's kind of argument, right, where he's going into, what he's leading to, Mm -hmm. how he's going, how it flows. And then maybe the next day I'll start and read chapter 1 and just think and meditate on chapter 1 then chapter 2 the next day, whatever else. Mm -hmm. But, like, read the whole book. See what's going on in the whole book. That's awesome. Yeah. Kind of thing. So um, that would be my tips. You guys got anything else to add? No. I think think that's good. I guess Bob got it, man. I feel like to get good context you have to actually – Deeply study, or yep. actually read deeply. Exactly. So do and that. don't read yourself into it. <laughs> yes. The book is not about you. It is about God. It's about Jesus. Soli Deo. Helps you. Gloria. But it's not about you. Well, we love you guys. Um, we'll see you next week with another episode. Boom.